But what if you would have one million euros right now? What difference would it make? Nothing. What would you do different? Welcome to the 301 Podcast, the interview podcast for the hottest up-and-coming entrepreneurs, artists, and creators. Real, authentic, and inspiring. And here is your host, Marcus Engel. Let's get it started in 301. This time, I met with Kenneth Wagemarker, an entertainer, fitness coach, and full-on entrepreneur. Kenneth and me go back to 2014. This was the year where we both started to study the same program. I personally really enjoyed talking to him. I talked to him as an old friend, but I could also see how he grew to an inspiring and very energized entrepreneur. We talked about his life, how he improvised in front of 400 people, and the importance of family and the balanced nutrition to reach your goals. If you liked the episode, please hit the subscribe button and enjoy listening to the episode in 3, 0, 1. Kenneth! Welcome to the 301 Podcast. Thank you very much. Good that you're here. We know each other since quite a while, since uh, 2014. Yeah. We studied together in Leowarden. That's where we, I think, first met. And uh, I think we were relatively found out from an early stage that we have a little bit the same passion for for entrepreneurship, thinking differently. And um, now we are fast forwarded in year 2020 yeah. in uh, beautiful Den Haag. Uh, today not so beautiful, a little bit rainy, a little bit gray. But both graduated. Both graduated. Yeah. And uh, today we're recording a podcast, which is really exciting. Um, you're 28, you're 28 years old. Nine. 29 years 29, old. yeah, yeah, yeah. 29 years old. Yeah, I turned 29 in Austria. In Austria? Yeah. In Salzburg? In Salzburg, in Salzburg. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's important. And um, yeah, he's a certified fitness coach. But I think uh, you can introduce yourself better than I can ever do it. Okay. So, what type of introduction do you expect? A short one. Uh, a short one. In three hundred one. In three hundred one. In three hundred one. Perfect. So, yeah, I um, after my graduation or during my studies, basically, I uh, got attracted by a fitness course, and I felt really. I was very interested in it, um, but it was not really my purpose to make. A living out of it but um yeah i did in my third year i started my my personal training course and i found out based on the feedback that i got from people around me as well that it was uh, that it well maybe was uh, suited for me to start becoming a, a personal trainer or at least do something in fitness um and the whole branch was not really uh, unfamiliar for me because my my family has been in the fitness branch for a long time already. Mm -hmm. My dad started his um, uh, company in the fitness branch in 98. So I knew there was some connection with it, but I never planned to be in it myself. Mm -hmm. But now in, I'm 29 and um, I did I have some experience now in the fitness branch, which is a good thing. Um, I love it really much. Um, and um, that passion for the sport has grown now to um, me being a account manager for, well, I can say one of the biggest fitness brands in terms of equipment, I think, in the world, which is called Panata. For some people, maybe familiar, but um, yeah, you can basically see it as a, like a tech gym, life fitness type of brand, matrix type of brand. Uh, and that's what I what I currently do. So um, that's basically the introduction based on the last couple of years. 
Nice. So quite a journey since uh, since you graduated. Yeah. Um, you started really early on, uh, like being a small entrepreneur yourself. But uh, I first of all want to take uh, like everyone a couple of years back. Like when when did it start for you that fitness became such an integral part of your life? Like when did it really like kick off that you said like, wow, now I really want to. Did it slowly come or was it more like okay, now I want to do it. Was there one moment that you were really inspired or was it just gradually like coming into your life? Mm, I, at a certain stage in my life, I felt that I needed a difference. I needed a change. And that was also the, the, the time of, the, of my life where I made the decision to come to Leeuwarden because that was, well, that was the beginning of a new chapter, so to say. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something different. I had some jobs from before and I was not... You know, I've been into sports for like maybe a lot of people like uh, during my childhood and stuff and experimenting with a lot of things. But by the time I was 24, when I moved to Leeuwarden, I really felt like I needed to do something different. And then I just started training with my roommate and stuff. Um, and and I found out I really liked it because there was also a lot of information. And later on, I found out there's a lot of misinformation as well. So I was attracted even more. And that also triggered me to grow as a professional because I really wanted to find out like what is um, what is actually like what do we know about fitness and yeah. and health and stuff so I'm not a doctor at all but um, uh, far from a doctor but I do believe that I now have like fundamental knowledge about how to do some training work and stuff like that so yeah I, I really found out I needed to change something and that's where basically the, the, the interest came from mm. so uh, yeah that's it do you, do you think that um the influence that you got maybe from an early age on from your from your parents or more specifically from your father had an influence on that 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 this is already like like you could see that question more general like what impact have parents on your future profession but also in your specific case do you think that being exposed to fitness and fitness like equipment from such an early stage on that that in the end had like some sort of like influence on did you also end up a little bit in the same segment and now also working together with your father? Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it really influences you, especially if you grow up with in such an environment. It feels like home, basically. Yeah. So every time when you have the opportunity to do something with it, then uh, it gives you a feeling of bonding, maybe. So, yeah, I think that impacted me for a bit. Mm. But I've always said, like, I don't want to be in the same company as my dad. I don't want to work with him together, not because yeah. of him personally, but I think we are quite identical. Yeah. Um, but that was when I was younger. And I always said to myself, I first want to do my own thing, see what I'm capable of. And um, I still have a lot of years in front of me, I hope, of course. But we both felt that this was the right time mm. to to step into the business. Um, and it just feels really good. Yeah. That's that's the whole thing. So I, I I'm pretty sure it affected me. But I think as a teenager and also after that, you, you, you really want to be like you separate, you want to separate yourself from your parents and do your own thing, right? Yeah, but in yeah. the end, you find out that everything that you basically need is close to where you grew up. And yeah, yeah. it all comes back to the, to the original. That's it. That's it. You constantly try to push your boundaries to other areas and to other things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in the end, if you really look back and think like, hey, what was the most important thing for me? up till now then you then yeah i think you always come back to the thing where you started and yeah so um yeah it feels really good 
at this point. Yeah. So uh, see where we only are in there for a couple of, uh, a couple of weeks, months. yeah, months, yeah. So, um, but I'm 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 uh, I'm very positive about it. Yeah, okay. definitely. And um, if we go back again, um, you said you started developing the passion for fitness, like working out. That there are a lot of information that are there, but also a lot of information that are not there. Yeah, but. Um, I remember that you started the bootcamp bike. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that process? Because we actually never really talked about it. You just did it. Yeah. But looking back now, I think like it was quite remarkable to be a student and like starting such a entrepreneurial venture like quite early on. Yeah, I just felt the need to do something in my spare time. Um, and I think if you look, if you ask my girlfriend, we have been together nine years now. And I think if you would. I think that's a pattern that you see through my whole life. There's, there's always something that I want to dive into and give everything I have. Mm -hmm. So when I when I came to the leisure to the leisure management course, I I did some training myself, but I was also trying to find people around me that wanted to do the same thing. Um, and I just felt good when I was standing in front of the group, and because I I remember the first I think it was the first class, I decided just to buy a bike because I had no car or whatever and I didn't want to spend money on it. And I bought this uh, bike, it was all the way in Gouda. And it uh, yeah, it took me a long train drive with the, with the big bike and took me a lot of effort. But in the end, I got it and I just threw some, some ropes and some things in there. And I think, I shouldn't exaggerate, but I think the first class there were 25 people showing up. Like, mm. It was insane. And it gave me such a good feeling for the first time that I was like, hmm, okay, if this is the first time, then I maybe should continue doing this and see how far I can get. Yeah. Um, and I really believe in learning by doing because you can read as many books as you want. You can, you can prepare as many things as you want, but in the end, you just have to sort of like throw yourself into a certain situation. Mm. Um, the more uncomfortable it is, the better, I believe. Yeah. And then, yeah, you'll find out whether you like it or not. And in this particular case, I really, really liked it. So I continued doing that. Um, and in the meantime, I sort of wanted to integrate in Leeuwarden as well. So I found a job at Decathlon Leeuwarden. Uh, and I started the partnership with them and did some running courses and did bootcamp classes there. And then, yeah, from there, you know, it it has never been a big company, but it just gave me a lot of joy. Mm -hmm. And it taught me that how to work on a business and you know and what to keep into account and how to make mistakes and mm. you know make these tax mistakes and all these kind of things so it basically gave me a fundament for i don't know what's yeah. coming up but um yeah i think it also brought me a lot of um uh like uh, not necessary relations but a lot of people that i know now in Leeuwarden based yeah, on the classes that i get everything. yeah but also during the studies i think you get a lot of sometimes it's a bit annoying as well but people just I don't know they just appreciate because you do those type of things you mm -hmm. know but, but yeah it just felt good yeah. yeah and that would have been also like I think a little bit the follow-up question is like what does it take really to put yourself out there like what is the what are like qualities or more like characteristics that you need to have to to do that step like was it easy for you in that in that period being a student and doing offering like something for your fellow students and because i think that's how it started yeah. as well yeah um was it a really like hard step and maybe in that sense you can always, always also give like a maybe some tips like 
what does it really take? Like what is important to to get yourself out there? Yeah. So I think one of the main thing is that people should not always look at the end result of something. Mm. So in this particular case, the bootcamp bike was a very small business. But the only thing it takes is taking very small steps forward. Yeah. That's the only thing. So the first th thing I did was think about, okay, bootcamp class, how would I be doing it myself? What, did, what do I like? And then I started doing that, just training by myself. And then I picked up that a few girls and a few guys wanted to join me. And then I needed a solution to drive around my materials. So, and then you start thinking and it just adds up. It just adds up. And all of a sudden you have this combination of things which created the bootcamp bike. Mm. And then you need some exposure. And then you think, okay, hmm, maybe I need a Facebook page. And then you need a website. And then you start earning money from different people than only students. So you need a, like, uh, you go to the uh, chamber of... Uh, Commerce. Commerce and all these things. Yeah. So, yeah, if you need a tip, yeah, just uh, do really do what you like and what feels, what feels right. What yeah. feels right, yeah. not necessarily comfortable because yeah. it didn't feel comfortable at all, all at all times. Um, but I just basically, yeah, it just gave me a good feeling. And then all of a sudden you end up with a product of which you think like, hey, okay, this is cool. But it, yeah, it just takes time time and then little steps forward yeah because i think this is like when like starting as a young entrepreneur or starting the the journey i think this is one of the most difficult things to start and to get yourself out there to get other people like to recognize you for doing something specific but also based on the the vast majority of content that is also available and everything looks so good when other people do it yeah so you look at it and it was like wow this is a really cool thing and for me it was like the same thing it was like wow like Kenneth is like really professional I saw you like on social media standing in front of like 100 people in front of Decathlon and like doing some jumping checks it's like yeah. holy fuck this guy is really really going for it and I yeah. think that um, for others it looks like something really like organized and planned and for you it was just like I just did it and I actually had no idea what I did I just yeah. did it well that picture that you talk about specifically was not organized or planned at all yeah so i think it was on my birthday it was the 7th of january and i was about to to get some cake in the city for later that night or well, it was the day before my birthday and then my uh my manager from daycare only called me up and he said cannot we have a problem why because tonight we have this run and it starts in front of daycare and we did a, a cooperation with basic fit and they should provide a trainer which will be doing the warming up and he's not showing up <laughs> and then they asked me like really like i don't know it was like an hour two hours maybe maybe three hours on before and and he said we need a new instructor who can do this this thing and then i was like okay okay what should i do what should i do it was a lot of people yeah but i just went there and i don't know at that time i i i i sort of like prepared a little bit of a warming up and I just stood there and halfway there it really went wrong because I completely forgot what I wanted to do and the whole I don't know the energy of the group completely overwhelmed me mm. and the only thing I could do was be transparent and I just said people I had this microphone I was wearing this microphone and I just said people I have no idea what I'm doing but we're just gonna jump and then all 150 people just started shouting <laughs> and waving in the air and then the picture was they took that picture yeah. so for a lot of people it looks professional and stuff yeah, but it yeah. was just like a coincidence that, yeah. that I was there 
But I think that happens quite a lot, right? Like it for social media, it looks like very cool for your exposure. It looks very cool. But in the end, like the way you felt in that moment and the way it was prepared was, was far from perfect. True. I think that is also nice learning as well to not always strive to for perfection, but also just sometimes go with the flow and see see along the way like how it goes. And then if it looks professional for other people, I think then this is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, being I think in especially if you're an instructor or whatever, I think being authentic and just try to be as open as social as possible and really express yourself in the way you are. That I think really makes or breaks you. Was it always e is it always easy for you to engage like in social situations or I try to. I don't I have no idea how people experience me, but yeah. based on what I hear, I think I'm alright. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because some people have that naturally they're more like drawn to they can entertain a room just by being there yeah. and um, like personally I have to like force myself more into those situations sometimes like okay I really need to like engage in the conversations and like start something because this is just not my nature of like being that way yeah. I think yeah, it's quite quite interesting Yeah, I would you say you are more entertainer or more like a introvert person But I'm more entertainer. More entertainer. Yeah, I'm not introvert. Yeah. Depends. Depends on the situation. Sometimes I just don't feel like talking. Yeah. Um, but I think I have this quality maybe to don't take myself too serious. Mm -hmm. And if I find a group of people or a, or a birthday or whatever, yeah, I think I find yeah. it quite easy to mix up with people. But I'm very anxious sometimes as well. If yeah. I stand in front of a group, I sometimes in my head it goes wrong. Yeah. and then I I feel very anxious or I don't know makes you really nervous and then afterwards people say oh we had no idea you were nervous or yeah. whatever yeah. so yeah yeah but it's very hard to say how people will react in that situation yeah but also how they see you yeah it's always different yeah and with with the experience that you made like early on with the bootcamp bike with the cooperation with Decathlon but also now working for like a yeah, Panetta Panetta yeah. Yeah. um What would you wish you would have known before, like before you started the journey? Like, is there something that you think, ah, oh, I would have, would would be really cool to, would have had this set of knowledge or this set of uh, research or information at your hand at this time? Uh, you mean before I started the bootcamp thing? Yeah. Or maybe before you started now the job or like just in general, like what what is like knowledge that you wish or like skills that you wish you would have acquired before you started it or before you did something? Mm. So what I, I think what I learned now is at a certain point, you have to make the distinction between hobby and being commercial. Mm. And I did it because it was a hobby. Yeah. But now, if I wanted to continue the whole bootcamp story, because I, I, I spoke with a few, a couple of guys in Leeuwarden already, and they were interested in the concept. Mm. Because there's a lot of bootcamp suppliers, but this was also a bit of a one-of-a-kind thing. It was still bootcamp, but it just, I don't know, it's, it, was, it was different. Yeah. Um, so we spoke about it to maybe to sell it, but then you have to make the decision whether you go a bit more commercial um, And that is a skill that I really had to learn, which I'm still learning because I'm, I still find myself not very commercial. I think I'm getting there slightly and slowly. Um, but I think with the knowledge I have now already gained in my new job, if I would have known that on before and before the bootcamp bike, maybe it would have gone to a way bigger, way bigger business. Yeah. 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 
because then you would sort of approach every class, every member, every lead, every cost, everything different. Yeah. But at that time, it didn't matter. I just if there was a person who wanted to join fine by me just join but now you think about how do I pick the right membership how do I how do I make sure I have the right price Mm -hmm. because then in the beginning people paid like 5 euros yeah Yeah, I had no cost not much not many costs but I could also not live of it you know what I mean but now if you really start like doing the math you'll find out that people First of all, they have to be paying more or you have to just do more classes. But people are also willing to pay more. But that is knowledge that you don't have when you, at least when I was younger. Um, But now I find out that, yeah, everything costs money and you have to make the, you have to do the math and um, find out what's the best price product combination, sort of. Yeah. And did did you experience any negativity from the environment, like while being like on on your journey, like? Was there like friends, family, girlfriends that said like, uh, or girlfriend, we have to <laughs> be precise. <laughs> uh, we can cut that out. <laughs> but uh, was there any any negativity that you that you encountered like with comments or online or with, with your environment that you were like, Oof, it's quite hard to swim against that, that stream? No, to be honest, no. No, never, never. I think that's also one of the main things that you need support from everybody around you. No. And otherwise, if you don't, you have to find the people that do support you, yeah. I believe. But I think my family, my girlfriend, everybody supports me like crazy still with everything you do. Yeah. So before the bootcamp, I, uh, you, know, you, know, you have all these other things that you do and then now you do this job again. And yeah. for example, last week, I just, I came home like very late at night. And you you go uh, you go you go uh, you walk out of the door every morning quite early. Yeah. And of course you have to discuss those things, you know. Yeah. But it's the part in life that you are in. Yeah. Um, and I think they're they're always supportive yeah. as long as they get something back out of you. Yeah. Right. It's always like back and forth relationship. Yeah. So. Take. Yeah. Exactly. So, but um, in terms of negative uh, things, no. There's all you have to keep in in mind that there's always people that don't like you or are not interested in your service or complain or whatever. But don't take that too personal and always believe in the things that you do because that's just your thing. You don't have to be friends with everybody. If two out of 10 people just say like, "Ah, I don't know, this whole bootcamp class or your product doesn't work for me or I don't like you or that's fine. That's all fine. Yeah. But don't be disappointed because of that and start down with yourself and think like, oh, maybe he is right. I am not a great instructor or not a good teacher or mm-hmm. not a this and that. So, yeah. It also depends on the other person's mood, right? Like in what kind of life stage he's in. Like there are so yeah. many different things that some other person can be negative. Yeah. But I think also now nowadays it's easier to be negative also online. And I think you will always have people that... It will be negative and that you have negative reviews somewhere. I mean, yeah. every company, even like Apple or Facebook or whatever, like which have actually amazing products, they will also experience some sort of negativity. Yeah, from, true. From, but I think some people, right? the amount of buyers between me and Apple was different. Yeah. Because we we didn't have that many members yeah. at the bootcamp bike than as many products that Apple sells. Yeah. So people didn't have, there were not many people that were actually complaining. Um, but were there people complaining? Yeah, I had a few people that just were like, I don't know, 
they just didn't came back. Yeah. I, I yeah, there was this one there was this one time I with the bootcamp bike I always went to a different location. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like the need to do something different. Yeah. So then I took the whole group of people, I took them to the forest in Leeuwarden and I was just in for a bit of fun. And at that time there were three new girls. They came with the three of them. Mm-hmm. And they were very enthusiastic at the beginning of the class. They said, Oh yeah, and I, I just quit my other sport and yeah. now I'm gonna be doing this if I like it and stuff <laughs> like that. But that session we just went through mud and through water <laughs> and through, you know, all these crazy things. Yeah. And, and I never saw them again. <laughs> <laughs> Signed up for basic fit again, probably. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So is it negative? No. Sometimes yeah. it's just just different it's just not yeah. the thing that you're looking for right yeah. and that's the same with my job now i think we have a beautiful product we have an absolutely great service mm. but sometimes it's just not the right fit you just yeah. don't offer the right solution for the problems that people have yeah and then you should not push yeah and then you should not do the thing that you want them to do no listen to your client and if it doesn't work then it doesn't work and make sure it doesn't become negative yeah yeah Especially with like the, I mean, I think there's a product for every person, right? Or like a service for every person. Yeah. Like we have so many different products and services that it's not always you. It's not always like your product. It's just maybe the person doesn't fit to it, right? Sure. And you should not force it on them. More like offering a cool service can be like beneficial for you. And if you don't take it, you don't take it. Yeah. But the first step in, uh, especially in my current job, It's just listening first. Yeah. So, of course, I have this catalog with a lot of nice products and we, we do have great services. But the first, you know, because yesterday I also walked into a gym and I talked with a guy and I just listened. And after a couple of minutes, I decided, no, I didn't decide it, but I had the feeling that this was not going anywhere. Yeah. He was not like interested in buying anything. He didn't even have a problem, really. Yeah. And then it's all good. And just leave it there. And then you just tell them, okay, maybe I'm not the right fit, but I do like you as a person. Yeah. And then maybe he or she has like a friend or an acquaintance yeah. or whatever yeah. who is opening up a gym or I don't know. Yeah. So it's all part of the relationship, right? Yeah. Um, and then he's yeah. more interested in the person than in the product. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. But vice versa as well. So, so I'm always looking for like, hey, do we have something in common? Yeah. What can we talk about? And then later on, we talk maybe about, okay, but what problems do you find? And, you know, what are you coping with? And stuff like stuff like that. Yeah. And then maybe sometimes the client has a problem, which I'm not the right fit for, but I do know somebody who is the right fit. Yeah. And then I make sure that they get into touch. And then maybe in five years, maybe in 10 years, if they know my name, they will maybe come back. No. So we're not, we're not going for the quick fix, really. Yeah. Um, it's really about establishing the uh, relationship. relationship yeah and then see where it goes afterwards yeah. um, but I think that the key is listening 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 and making sure that you know exactly what you as a company or organization can provide yeah. and then only make sure that you yeah find out the right solution for the problem yeah. um, we talked like now a little bit about how you started we talked about how you inspire people What inspires you? How do you get your energy? Because I think you do a great job in inspiring other people and helping other people to reach their goals and their ambitions and their their fitness goals. Um, but how do you get inspired? 
I don't know. Good question. Um, I think just by trying new things. The more I try, I think I've tried many things in my life. And many times it didn't work out. But all of a sudden you find something and you think, hey, this is cool. Mm. So whether it's starting a podcast or a different sport or a different job or whatever. And then once you find that thing, you try to find people around you or, and now with, you know, the sources like YouTube and all these kind of things, yeah. you really watch those people that are actually doing what you want to do as well. Yeah. And that is inspiring for me. Yeah. And I believe that having this, having goals as well. So make sure you create your own goals or at least, or maybe that a company creates goals for you. But by the time you start reaching goals and you actually have the feeling that you are good at something, gives you automatically a more intrinsic motivation, yeah. which will basically inspire you. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think that's my inspiration, yeah. basically, yeah. And, and how do you set goals? Do you set yearly goals? Do you set quarterly goals? Do you set weekly, daily goals? Like how, how do you? Yeah, to be honest, I well now in my sales job, I have to have like goals in terms of numbers mm. because I have to sort of, um, uh, tell and show what I've been what I've been doing and mm. whether I'm doing the right thing but it's more like I have these goals in mind and it doesn't matter if it takes me a bit longer or or I go a bit slower um, but that's how I set my goals yeah. so for the last couple of years I went to Leeuwen and said the only goal I have here is to finish my studies because that's the thing that I wanted to do and I at that time I thought it was the best decision to do mm. so that was the goal and then it's a five-year goal yeah. And then in the meantime, you find this personal training course and you think of, hey, is this the right thing for me? Yeah, perfect. Then this is my goal. And then you have all the other goals like, you know, spending time with your girlfriend and making sure that everything is in balance, mm -hmm. but also tiny things, movement, daily movement, daily sleep, all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. So I don't write them down, which could be like a good, good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th those are my basic goals. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have any financial goals or yeah. yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm now focusing on competences. Yeah. And not so much on financial goals. Because I believe when I have these competences that are needed to be good at my job, mm -hmm. then the money will follow. And if not, then I'm still doing something that, that, that I like and find important. Yeah. Which yeah. And if you and how do you motivate other people? Because I think I have the feeling that for you it's relatively easy to motivate yourself. Like you don't need a lot of extrinsic like factors that motivate you that's at least my impression mm -hmm. i think that you can relatively you're relatively easy to to motivate yourself um how do you motivate others because i think um yeah we talked briefly about it before with first of january people go um go to the gym then they they work out they have like their new year's resolutions yeah. but how do you create like habits uh, in sports for for in sports or nutrition like how do you what is your approach there so the first step in in that particular situation is finding out what people actually really 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 want mm. and based on that you're going to create a plan so sometimes when i have it no, not sometimes every time when i have an intake when i have the first conversation with the client they tell me okay I want to either want to lose weight, be more active, or 
feel more fresh, mm. something like this. Yeah. Okay, great. But why do you want to lose weight? And how much, when are you happy? How much weight do you want to lose? And what is being more active? And um, when is it good for you? You know, and then you come, and then you're going to find out what's the actual problem. Mm. Yeah. And based on that, you're going to set goals. Um, and it can be a tiny goal and it can be a big goal. I believe that you have to have a big goal. So for example, if somebody wants to lose weight, then you have to really you increase weight by putting too much food in your body. Yeah. That's the number one thing. And then you're going to find out why. Why do, you put, why do you put too much food in your body? Is that in stressful situations? Is that your moment of pleasure during the day? Is that because you know, in your culture you celebrate your life with food? Mm. You know, all th- there's so many different reasons. It's not black or white, as yeah. we discussed previously as well. And then based on that, there's a lot of things that you have to keep in mind. So it's not easy to lose weight only by putting less food in your mind. It takes a lot of courage, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of control, control mm. on daily habits. So for example, if you are... Like me, for example, you are in sales and you're in your car the whole day and it just exhausts you at some point. Yeah. And if you don't move that often and based on that, you don't sleep, you feel, you feel more, less focused, let's say. Mm. And then you walk towards the, you go to the gas station because you drive a lot. And every time you go to the gas station, you pick something out of the shelf and you eat it. And that's a habit. Mm. So the habit is not that you are overweight. No, the habit is that you are and you are tired and you don't move too much and you eat while you are at the gas station. Mm. So how can we control these habits? And then you start setting goals. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to tweak in your sleep. We're going to tweak in your stress. We're going to sleep. And then you make them small first because the first 12 weeks you are very motivated. Mm. And then you start doing very well. Motive, yeah. You start doing things that you are in the first couple of weeks, you just want to do things that actually work, mm. and then you feel competent, and then you feel you know, you feel like, oh, 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 I didn't expect this, you know, and then you get into the flow, and then yeah, that's yeah, that's basically my, my, my way of working. Mm. Um, and the more uh targets you sort of reach, the more goals you you um, um. Yeah, accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. The more easy the whole project uh, yeah. will be. Yeah. So that's different for everybody. Yeah. And and where does it come from, like in general, like from a human perspective, like that after 12 weeks, yeah. the motivation decreases yeah. significantly? Yeah. Good question why that is. I think maybe because something is new. I'm, I'm not sure why that is exact, exactly. But the thing is, the, the reason why the intake for the first conversation, the conversation is so important is because you want to find out what somebody's intrinsic motivation is. Mm. Or you have a type of motivation um, which is needed because you know, for example, let's say I don't like sports, but I have to work out because I want to climb the Mount Everest. Mm. Yeah. Then you don't like sports, but you have to do it because it's it's sort of like connected to the goal that you want to achieve. Right. So that's, that's what you're looking for. If... If I tell you that you have to be doing something because it's the right thing for you, but you don't believe in it yourself, then that only works in the first couple of months. Mm. And then afterwards, when I, when I disappear, you go back to your own habits 
and then you fall back into the right. in the old situation. So I'm all, always looking for what really drives you. What is the actual thing? And sometimes people come in and they want to lose weight. Now, now we just constantly use the example of losing weight, but yeah. it can be anything. But the problem is somewhere else. Okay. And by the time you tweak that problem, yeah. then losing weight is not a problem anymore. It's okay. sort of, it's not not even important anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people tell what they know, not what they actually want. Would would you recommend people to train with a partner to or to do you think that would help them more to have like a little bit more extrinsic motivation than just a trainer? Because I mean, most of the people I think will have like some personal like training sessions, yeah. but most of the time they will train alone. Yeah. Do you think that is like training with someone is more beneficial reaching your fitness goals? It really depends what. Obviously, if you go into the gym, working out with two people is always good. Yeah. It's a lot of fun as well, which yeah. is also very important. But the whole motivation thing, it all depends on why you want to do the thing that you do. Yeah. So if you want to work out six times a week, why? Yeah. Why? Why do you want to be this beast? What are you aiming for? Mm. If you want to be more confident, then maybe going to the gym is not the only thing to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should be become more confident in things you are very insecure about. Yeah. So yeah, in types of motivation, like if you yeah, if you want to work out, of course, do it with the two of you. That works best for you. Mm. But in terms of motivation, I wouldn't necessarily say it will increase your motivation. Mm. It will, I, I would I would I would say then it it's more like an external motivation because you go because because I go because you go want to go as well. Yeah. Or I have to go because you force me to go. Sounds more like an obligation then. Yeah, exactly. Or becomes an obligation. It could be. And yeah. then if that external force would um, diminish for some reason, I don't know, you're in injured, yeah. then your motivation would be gone as well. Yeah. Unless you know exactly why you do it. Yeah. And that then you talk about experience and motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So in the end, it comes all down to like, what do you want and how do you want it? Yeah. And as soon as you pinpoint that, why you start, like you start with the why and not with the with the what or with the with the how, yeah. then I think it makes more sense to start also like a journey because then you work towards a goal that really brings you further yeah. instead of just solving some short-term issue that you have. That's the thing, yeah. Be okay. Yeah, because the problem is often is actually like different than do the workouts. Yeah. Because the funny thing is, and everybody needs to understand that, is that the results of accomplishing your goal are in the, let's say you go two hours a week to the gym, yeah. we have 168 hours, then we have 166 hours left in the week. Yeah. And that's where the, that's where the, where the, where the, um, uh, where you gain your, how do you, that's where you accomplish your goals. Yeah. So only working out is not that not the thing. If you yeah. want to accomplish something, you have to do it in the other hours. Yeah. And then you have to be motivated intrinsically, or at least as close as you can. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And then you have to find out what you should do to overcome your problem. Yeah. yeah. I think just that like workouts is just like, if you do them, it, the feeling that you get is so rewarding. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Like even if you don't want to work out, if you don't want, if, the, if you don't feel like working out, And you're like five minutes in, if you like beat yourself up to the gym or for a run, yeah. the feeling that you get out of it is just, it's just amazing. And I think that is also like that is like, can become like also an addiction. Like for a lot of people, um, I think they, 
they get also addicted to that feeling to feel it over and over and over again to compensate also like something that they maybe maybe it's a different issue as you said with uh, feeling more confident or or those kind of things yeah. that you also compensate with that kind of like rush and feeling for yeah. for something that is going on in your life as well and it is a good rush but it doesn't work out for everybody yeah some people just hate sports yeah. and then you have to find out a different solution yeah so what does make you happy yeah what does give you that feeling if you just want to do a walk close to the beach that's also very good yeah um if you want to play i'm a very big fan of play yeah I don't know if you have a brother or sister or a partner or whatever just go for it be child again and yeah that's also a form of expression and physical movement and stuff yeah. so yeah and and what do you think in your opinion is one of the biggest myths in in fitness industry is there something top of your mind where you say like still can't believe that people would fall for that um that carbs make you fat okay yeah because that's not necessarily the truth um i so, i hear people so often say oh, I'm, i'm on this car a low carb diet and because i cannot eat pasta or potatoes or whatever because they make you fat that's just bullshit um and that's all right because that's what the media tell you mm. but that's just not true the reason why people believe that i think is that because if you cut your carbs out of your diet yeah. you will lose weight instantly but it becomes a water ballet because carbs hold water mm. and that's why in the first couple of weeks you lose water and yeah. not necessarily fat so that's why a lot of people swear by uh doing that um the second thing is that in the netherlands especially but also in other countries carbs have quite a big share in our diet mm -hmm. so it's easy to cut those yeah. as well but in the end the rule and no matter what type of diet you follow it's all about caloric intake mm. if you eat too much and you get more calories in than you burn mm. then you will become fat no matter if you eat protein fats or carbs mm. then after that point it starts adding up but under that doesn't matter Okay. Obviously, you have these health reasons for, you know, you need your protein, you need your vegetables, you need your fats for the hormones and all the kind of stuff and mm. your proteins for building tissue and stuff. But you also need you need your carbs. But by the time people start cutting carbs because they just want to lose weight, yeah. then maybe you should create smaller portions during your dinner yeah. and during your breakfast and your lunch and stop drinking all these wines in the weekend. Yeah and um yeah because i think that's the solution yeah. just do the things you are doing now but may well that doesn't count for everybody of course yeah. but a bit less yeah. and don't care too much about one product or one specific type of food because there is no one type of food right or wrong yeah. it's just the pattern that you are having which makes it wrong and also the overall picture i think it's not the uh Like that isolated i think it's the same example with the you work out two hours uh in the gym yeah. and then you still have 166 hours left to yeah. do something and i think that's also the same like a little bit the same pattern with food you cut out one uh sort of food you kind of like high carbs yeah. and then all the other things that you take in 
you you don't consider anymore because you feel safe uh, telling oh yeah but you know I'm low on carbs so I can yeah. I can drink that wine that's gonna be fine True. I can drink a beer yeah. because I'm on a low carb diet it's and the funny thing is that you can as long as you let's say if the goal is obviously you have health reasons you want to make yeah. sure that you that's why you have a Holland beer schijf van vijf um, you want to have these nutrients in yeah. but if it's all about losing weight then it's just about taking less calories in. Yeah. That's the only thing that counts. And that's what people tend to forget yeah. because they, 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 they are negative about one specific product. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that is a myth that is still, no matter, I, I, I've visited quite some gyms already now in my first couple of weeks. Yeah. And I just hear people telling the same thing over and over again. Like yeah. you have to stop eating carbs because this and this. Ah, that's just not yeah. true. A really interesting perspective. Yeah, it is. I think in general, really interesting perspective uh, of a lot of things. You started really early, uh, made your way through um, entrepreneurial journeys. Now work in a nice sales job uh, where you get a lot of experience. Uh, what's What's the next step in in the life of uh, Kenneth Wagemaker? Mm. Oh. Um, so the next step is. I only begun. I only began just like my previous step. So maybe where's the vision? Where, where, what is like the the north star that you're you're looking at? Anything like wow, that would be really nice if I could do that or acquire that or become that. Yeah. To be to be really, 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 really honest, I think I I I am at the point where I have basically everything that I need. Okay. I'm just, I'm a very, very, very satisfied man, honestly. Um, I could use a bit more money, of course, mm -hmm. but in terms of friends, family, living conditions, health, yeah. I don't know, everything in my eyes is on point. Yeah. Um, so what I do now is find the balance between everything that is important for me mm -hmm. And try to grow in my business where I'm working now. Yeah. It's a family. It's a family company. My dad is the owner. He's the director of the company, um, and I just want to go sky high with the whole business. Yeah. Not because the money is the thing, but more I feel that we have the potential to grow. Yeah. And I find we have a very strong team. Mm -hmm. um, and I, like last weekend we went to Italy, and it's just such a good vibe. Mm. And then if you takes the potential you feel it yeah. and then you think like okay where can we take this company yeah. and that's that's just I don't know we see how far we can get it yeah. but I know we have a, this little gold mine yeah. but we are quite under the radar yet because the big brands are now like rocking it also yeah. in the Netherlands and everywhere but I think we will we will get there as an organization yeah yeah it's gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be curious also Yeah. how it will develop and uh, where we will see you in, uh... and especially also working on your own competences yeah. I, th I find that the most challenging thing yeah. I I want to be great as a salesperson yeah. why? because I just li I like the job yeah. I know every day I learn every day I make mistakes and yeah there's so much to grow in me as a person and that's basically my uh, North Pole star what yeah. I'm aiming for now I have uh, two questions left, uh, and then I think we can we can slowly take it home. Okay. Um, I think you scratched on it a little bit, uh, but what are you not very good at right now, and what what do you want to and how do you want want to become better? Yeah. Um, 
I think that's always a really interesting question um, to face yourself also with something that you're not good at or maybe that you're currently not doing that you want to learn. Yeah. That's also really interesting. Yeah. Mm, maybe that would be like, if there occurs a problem, mm. always start looking at yourself first. I think that's a thing that I really have to keep in mind with Sorry. every situation. Yeah. The self-reflection is very important. Yeah. Because sometimes you tend to blame other people mm. for things that happen around you or then you blame them that they didn't see it, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days later, maybe weeks, maybe even months, then you sort of reflect back on it and you think that, maybe I was completely wrong right there. Yeah. But I was so confident that I was thinking the right thing. But then it, it just wasn't. I, I just wasn't. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a thing that I really have to, um, yeah, become better at. Yeah. yeah. Last question. Um, my, that's personally my, my, fa my favorite question. Um, you would get the chance to write a... A sentence yep. to the world via SMS. So you would reach everyone. Yep. Everyone who has a phone, you could write one sentence. Yep. What would it be? People, please take, take yourself not so seriously. People, don't take yourself not so seriously. Yeah. Okay, Something nice. Like that. Yeah. And why? Because I believe we are all the same. But the more power and the more, I don't know, it's just this whole, if you look around you, what happened, what's happening with, with the Instagram and all these social media things, which I really like because it's a very powerful tool, mm -hmm. but people tend to take themselves to such a level where I think like, okay, but this is not you. Yeah. Or at least like, how would you be if you're like really yourself, yeah. right? And also like, I don't know, there's uh, so many strange things happening on the streets and, you know, in cities and people blame them, them everybody else for things and they yeah. kill themselves. You know, why? Yeah. Because I think people lose track in life a little bit yeah. sometimes. Um, yeah, so if I maybe, so maybe it would be like something like people uh, don't take yourself so seriously and, and, and. Come on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the comma and and make sure uh, do that you do the things which you find important that make you happy. Yeah. Wow. That, that's a lot of sentences. <laughs> well, yeah. But that's just take out the comma as one. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, okay. Really nice sentence, uh, Kenneth. Thanks a lot. I think it was really insightful. I think you do great as an interviewer. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Good to hear. It's great. Perfect. Thanks a lot. And, Thank you. Uh, yeah, you guys stay tuned. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this as much as I had when I recorded it with Kenneth. I'm back next week with another episode. I really appreciate you guys tuning in and see you next week at 301 Podcast.